0: We have to go back! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And with Matrix Resurrections just, you know, downloading its way into theaters and HBO Max, uh, we decided to... Plug in the dial-up modem and take a while to download and make sure that no one is on the phone line so that we can watch and review the 1992 movie Lawnmower Man. Ricky, that would really take this podcast to a whole nother level <laughs> if we
1: had to watch the movies as they were released. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That would that would be a task, a task that I would just really be happy <laughs> the, the full experience. Like, all right, we're going to watch this movie how it was intended to be watched. A long time ago in its original theatrical release. Uh, So this movie, uh, just for those of you who uh, aren't familiar with Lawnmower Man, as I'm sure that will be... I want to wager like 90% of our listeners. uh, Lawnmower Man is a 1992 science fiction horror film. uh, And it follows the story of Job Smith uh, and Pierce Brosnan... um, (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I I really shifted the characters. The character when I see attack, Pierce Brosnan,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's worth calling out. Well, just, so Jeff Fahey is uh, really the main character of this movie. I, th- I mean, he's the the titular character at least of the Lawnmower yes. Man. And Ricky, did you recognize him?
0: I he did look very familiar, but I couldn't quite place him. Oh, because
1: you and I have spent many hours watching his face over and over and over again because he was Frank Lapidus on Lost, the helicopter pilot. Yep.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm
1: -hmm. He's that guy. Always looking real concerned. Those piercing eyes. But. I mean, it's one wow. of those where you watch him early on and you're like, man, you got to grow a beard. You just got to grow <laughs> the beard and you're going to be so awesome.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It's Frank Leahy and uh, Pierce Brosnan or more formally uh, Pierce Uh <laughs> yes. I, That's uh, an abbreviation
0: there. Yep. 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 Absolutely. And so uh, Jeff he plays Job Pierce Brosnan plays Dr. Lawrence, Larry, hmm. Angelo uh, and Dr. Lawrence is a scientist who decides to experiment on Job in an effort to give him greater intelligence. The experiment gives Job superhuman abilities. Uh, think uh, limitless. Type yeah, it's abilities. like
1: limitless. Or if um, Tom Cruise was a scientist in Rain Man. <laughs> yes. And could do. Absolutely. Like, it, it, it's very much that. I mean, really, there's a lot of, of mice and men vibes, uh, Frankenstein mm. vibes, even. Uh, On the scientific front, it felt like it pulls from a lot of literature, uh, but for a very modern era.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that, Grayson, because the film was loosely adapted uh, from the Stephen King 1975 short story of the same name, Lawnmower Man. Uh, Grayson, I think this is one of my favorite (laughs) stories of making a movie uh, because... you know, sometimes you just make a movie because things are convenient. So, mm. New Line Cinema had obtained the rights to Stephen King's short story, Lawnmower Man. And at this time, it's the early 90s, and Stephen King has made a ton of money from making a ton of horror movies in the past. And so they said, we'll take this short story. Well, they also had an unrelated script called Cyber God uh, that had a lot of the elements of this movie that you'll see. Uh and for economical reasons, they just slapped Stephen King's title on the production of Cyber God, even hmm. though the story isn't the same. Uh, but they were like Stephen King's Lawnmower Man, like that, they're putting it out like that. King was furious uh, about the abuse of his name, and he sued New Line Cinema to have his name and title removed from the film and promotion. Uh the studio refused but was eventually ordered to pay $10,000 in uh and full profits to uh Stephen King. Wow. Yeah, cuz yeah. the whole
1: time, I mean, we I had never heard of this movie until you recommended it for the Matrix. Um but it uh, the title really gets in the way of what this thing is. Uh so now I want to go back and read what stephen king intended uh, but i was thinking the whole time second take title you gotta have something that addresses both the lawn mowing okay. and the yeah. technology mm-hmm. cutting edge
0: <laughs> oh that's it. that's it that's it isn't that the movie that's the movie yeah oh man yeah, the, the movie does have several elements in common with something that you mentioned uh, when we were discussing it, uh, the novel Flowers for Algernon, uh, oh, yeah. which deals mm-hmm. with um, a mentally disabled man whose intelligence is technologically boosted to genius levels. Uh, it also has uh, parallels with a Star Trek episode uh, from the 60s called Where No Man Has Gone Before, uh, The Internet. And so that's that's Lawnmower Man. That, that's kind of like the the... Long and skinny of this movie, kind of being released, uh, it used a lot of CGI in this movie. I mean, they use eight eight total minutes of CGI, which took up five hundred thousand dollars of the budget. It took seven people
1: eight months to do that. Is that right?
0: Yeah, seven yeah. people eight months to do that. And if you haven't seen the CGI for this, I mean, you just have one google search like go ahead we'll excuse you just google search uh cgi the lawnmower man and we will welcome you this is the most of
1: like viewing it through our lens of uh 2021 bias because this was nominated for multiple awards uh you know it was nominated yes for uh saturn awards which you know we've mentioned a lot on this podcast science fiction fantasy horror award uh, that they were nominated for Best Science Fiction Film and Best Special Effects, uh, as well as, oh. uh, uh, you know, there was a, a Chainsaw Award, which I don't really know a lot. Of. It's the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. It sounds like a horror award. Um, but Jeff Fahey was nominated for Best Actor. So this is not like a Razzie nice. movie or anything like that. Although I get serious Dark Man vibes from it. Uh, because it is that I, I think it just has that feel because of the anti-hero or the secret villain origin story that that is just kind of snuck in there. Um, but yeah. this movie yeah. was uh, it's so many different kinds of movies all at the same time that yes. I think we were like <laughs> yes, yeah and at the time 92. The amount of graphics that they put into this thing, CGI graphics. I mean, Ricky, you and I talk about the the show Reboot, which is so revolutionary because that was completely CGI. This was a hybrid of that at a feature length level. So uh, a lot going on here and way ahead of its time in terms of the claims they're making about VR. Uh, that was really fascinating to watch. I you know, we flash back to some stuff where we're like, that could have been made like today. And this one is like the message definitely could be made today. Uh, Cause it yes. is, it's so relevant to what everyone's been talking about, especially
0: this year. Yes. You no, know, 100%. I mean, the, uh, the studio behind the CGI was angel studios and the supervising sound editor was Frank Serafin, uh, who was hired. Uh, because of his sound creation work in uh, Tron, the uh, 1982 oh, film.
1: Oh, very Tron-like suit. Got to say, love the suit. Oh, yeah. Love the suit. So, Every I, time I, he like, powers yeah. up, it glows. It's like, oh, super cool.
0: I was like, I found my next convention suit. Can't wait to, to wear that. I also need to find a tailor who can... Uh, Mm. You, can, you can get all of that and a tech person because i really i do want to yeah yeah the mm. way it glows up i really liked it uh well, you gotta find a tailor that does <laughs>
1: like uh electrical lighting for s- deep sea divers yes. right someone yes. that works in the
0: scuba <laughs> realm absolutely 100 yeah. percent uh so this movie uh was given a 10 million dollar budget it went on to make in the box office over million. It did, respectively, it opened number two at the box office behind Wayne's World. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like any even moderate success of a movie, they made a sequel. And Grayson, I mean, you Mm. know, we're a movie podcast and we focus on movies, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about all the other ways that this movie became a franchise there are three video games based on lawnmower man there is uh the scrolling action version for the game boy sega genesis and super nintendo which loosely follows the plot of the movie uh a fmv adventure game the lawnmower man for dos macintosh and sega cd and they use clips from the movie and is a direct sequel to the movie uh, since this plot begins where the movie ends. And then there is an adventure game called Cyber War for DOS and PlayStation in a non-FMV sequel to the FMV game. So they they really leaned in on this on this concept being a game because, you know, it's a fully immersive world and Grayson today, in in today, today's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the program that Pierce Brosnan's character plays, um, the Relax VR program, yeah, it is a real program for is the that Oculus Rift. O- you riff. can like
1: get it on Oculus. Oh my gosh! Yeah. falling, floating,
0: yes, the flying. third one,
1: flying.
0: Yeah, not the fourth one. No, not, no, <laughs> Nay, Nay, no, that, uh, no. You need, you need a, you need, a you need a doctor's note. Yeah, at least just, uh, yeah, hard R right there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so this movie, Grayson, uh, when we first started logging on, I had a lot of things i wanted to talk to you about. I'm like, save it for the podcast. I thought that this was a different movie entirely. (laughs) There was a movie from my childhood that I only loosely remember, uh, and it was about someone who... Could control electricity. I don't know what the movie is, but is it phenomenon. Bas- it, it it I it could very well be that, but I have he no has code. got a lot
1: of that, like this the being able to move things with his mind and all yeah. that, very phenomenon esque.
0: It was the whole concept is basically someone. It was like uh someone got turned into electricity, and so they were just doing these murders through home kitchen appliances that's the only thing oh, i remember you're thinking of the amazing spider-man 2 <laughs> uh. yeah mm-hmm. i was like why this is so weird like jamie Pure fox energy. and it's the 90s i don't know uh, but I, I i was very very confused by the movie i was actually watching i was like so i guess he doesn't kill people but then i was like yeah. i guess he does kill people you were but- thinking of electric lawnmower man it's i see
1: more modern it it's, the runtime's not as long yeah it's
0: it's a it is a it's actually just a, a twilight zone episode mm-hmm. uh but yeah so i just was completely surprised by this movie cuz it was nothing that i was expecting it to be and and then even when it was what i was expecting it to be it continued to just evolve into this completely different movie and i was just really really uh um, I'll be honest, confused. Uh, but especially with the title, cause you think you're like, I, I understood why they called it lawnmower man. Uh, but that's like calling, uh, that's, that's like going, uh, and, and going out with iron man, uh, mm-hmm. and saying like, Oh yeah, the movie is called tech giant. And it's like, no, actually that's not a bad title. Let me go back. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's like calling Iron Man um, billionaires uh, succession. There it goes. It's like calling, actually, maybe that's not too bad either. Okay. It's kind of like any of the
1: names in Mystery Men. <laughs> yeah. You know, where it's like,
0: mm,
1: yeah. Maybe yes. workshop it, but you understand a little more like, oh, he is the, like, that's how people know him. Right. And it was all based on their perception of him. Um, But yeah, the title is very deceptive. I feel like if I had read the tagline for this movie, I would have been a little more prepared, which is, God made him simple, science made him a god. Oh, "Oh, so this isn't about yard maintenance. This
0: (laughs) is much more. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That would have that would have helped. That would have helped a bit. But the overall, just as a movie that you're watching for the first time, uh, especially with 21st century eyeballs, it is fascinating because the movie, in addition to being a franchise, because it has a non-movie media uh, existence, it also had a sequel called Lawnmower Man Two, where Almost no one from the original cast, except for uh, the actor who played Peter, uh, returned to Mm. the movie. And it was. And I watched it, I just watched the trailer for it, and it is a completely different movie. It's like, uh, it reminded me a lot of the Neverending Story sequels that have um, Bastion in the Neverending Story world, where it's like, oh, Okay, it's uh, first off, different actor got it. Uh, but also, this is a completely different uh world and movie than what I was expecting it to be. Yeah, it's called Lawnmower Man Two Colon Beyond Cyberspace, and you just basically the whole most of the movie takes place inside of the cyberspace world, um, uh, and it's where uh, f- I guess for lack of a better term um, Austin's character, like blues clues, skidoos into the computer. And he's like, look at this world. It's so real. And then like, they are like actors inside uh, 1994, I guess. uh, No, uh, six, 1996 mm. digital world. And it's, yeah, they are, uh, they just doubling down on that, that whole digital world. And, that version of it, it was just it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. Sounds pretty Tronny, if you ask me. Pretty <laughs> it, it, pretty
1: Tronny. You know what? This actually made me think. Like the one we watched, uh, lawn M- the Lawnmower Man. Um, mm-hmm. I got a lot of vibes of like The Fly, like Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just a rogue experimentation. I think.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The blending of of realities and worlds, yeah, and and so much of the movie focuses on the technology. Uh, I, I maybe I maybe I think I think the movie really was just ahead of its time because if they made that movie today, kind of getting ahead of myself with some recast and remake, uh, I think that this would be like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Um, well, it, there's like, one
1: very much like it um, that stars fake captain america oh uh, yeah. really mhm ah mm-hmm. huh. i'll have to it's watch that very one. disturbing
0: yeah okay yeah but yeah it's uh it was a, it was a, it was a confusing time i have to be honest uh, cuz it, it it the movie itself isn't like bad on its own kind of thing but it is i think there is a a great disconnect with us in technology uh, At how far we've come, because so much of the premise is like imagine basically if um, you know the Matrix for example, if the entire time they were in the Matrix they looked like the Matrix Two <laughs> rubber graphics. It's like I'm beginning to think you woke me
1: up from my tub of jelly just to play the Matrix <laughs> Two and eat rice. Is that am I wrong about that?
0: Yeah, really, that's yeah. So it, <laughs> what
1: you've done is you've created this whole other headcanon for uh the Matrix franchise, which is that's just a very complicated land party that he was trying to set up. Um, <laughs> yeah, get my friends yeah. together, we're gonna play the Matrix 2. <laughs> Welcome to the Matrix. Um, Welcome yeah. to the Matrix. I mean, this movie does have legitimately disturbing moments in it, too. When you think about uh, the kind of the implications of like the psychological damage that's. Co- I mean, the when yes. the dude burst. I won't spoil who, but when a dude bursts into flames, you're like, okay, escalated. But even before that, yeah. like when he's with his girlfriend and it just all of a sudden, like his skull turns into this thing that's just shooting stuff at her. I was like, man, if only there was a word to describe what his face just became. Um I think that'd be that'd be helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The whew, yeah, it's a lot. And so it's uh it's a weird movie, y'all. Like it's it's something that we language fails us. It's failing me and describing it to mm. you, but it, it it was based on uh two completely different premises. There is some similarities that, that in the original Stephen King uh, short story. There is a uh both stories involve a gardener who operates a lawnmower. <laughs> That's it. That's close enough. <laughs> and then uh and in King's story involves a satyr. Who makes human sacrifices to Pan? Oh, so pulls in some of the
1: religion stuff, but not really a whole lot. Um,
0: hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's a uh, it, it is literally uh, this movie is the movie equivalent of. Oh, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. Except instead of making Reese's, it makes a, lawsuit. a lawnmower oh, man. Yes, that too. Yeah, and a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes a lawsuit. Uh and so it was it was a journey. But people really liked this movie. Um I and I think the only reason I know about this movie is either from I love the '90s from VH1 in the early 2000s, or something else. But like Lawnmower Man as an internet movie is in the zeitgeist. Like people know about the movie, but I, I, I guess I'm just late to actually seeing the movie because I remember it being referenced a lot.
1: Well, one of our favorite shows, very clear cut reference to it that I did not understand until we watched this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, season six of Community has an episode where Dean Pelton is in a VR simulation and the episode is called like
0: yes.
1: lawnmower maintenance and prenatal care or something like that. And I was like, there's no yes. lawnmower connection there. Yeah. That's how great that show was that they just assumed you tangentially knew enough about lawnmower man uh, to be on yep. board. And I'm, I'm totally
0: on board. Yeah. Yeah. In this movie, I mean, a lot happens in this movie. Cause you, at first you think you're kidding, kind of getting this, uh, almost Gattaca, um, like futuristic. What if like larger scale implications on the smaller world? Um, uh, and then you just get a, a murder movie. <laughs> Uh, And then you get, then you get just, I mean, I don't know. You you get a lot of things that you don't expect from this movie, uh, and it it gives it gives a lot. For example, uh, at one point in time at the gas station, um, the lawnmower man, his abilities are very they aren't clearly defined, but he he does mind bending stuff, and so at the end of this one seeing this guy at the gas station he just i you could say that he was hit with a head cannon
1: <laughs> interesting i thought that's, that's right. what you would have called the thing that he became when he was with his girlfriend but <laughs> that
0: is exactly what
1: happened cuz with the gas station guy it's more like a brain chewer
0: or a right. chipper You're even right. You're right. Yeah. A th- a, th- a, a brain a th- hedger. A th- a hedge. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. hmm. Headcan is a part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. So here's the thing. It's like, uh, I, man, there, there, there's a lot to be had here. Um, we can go in a lot of different directions because, of, again, this movie gave you so much, uh, my main piece of headcanon is that uh Job is the program for the Matrix. Like they talk about the Matrix, uh, you know, like uh there are, you know, there's the Oracle and then there's the uh what was the the white bearded guy. the name? architect. Uh, not or the Santa. architect. I don't so, really know where you're going with this. Who, yeah, the, the architect. Mm. So my headcanon is that Job created the architect and then ultimately went through and is like the nest program for the matrix being what it is Uh, i know there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to tell me uh no ricky don't you know that in the animatrix they actually established like why they started doing matrix things and they kind of gave you all that backstory well person i'm I'm sure you're right i just it's been a while headcanon is not meant to be factually accurate it's meant to just launch straight from the head that's not just exclusive Um, to
1: headcanon that's most of our segments
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is fair uh but yeah i I think that that is that in that world as well as um a headcanon that you know Speaking of internet programs that are ultimately going to rule and or take over the world, let's take a look over at Skynet. Mm. Uh, So in the world where basically at the end of Terminator 2, they stop Skynet. um, I think that Skynet, uh, if we follow circular time, uh, is inevitable in some shape, way, or form. I think that Job, as a result of... You Know everything working correctly in the Terminator universe, another program shows up in its place and it's Job. Interesting,
1: interesting, yeah, yeah. Hmm, there's always gonna be another one, yeah, very Ultron esque at times, too. precisely, um, yeah. I, you know, my headcanon, I, I try to make a thing work because Job's got bees. Um <laughs> it was just too force fit. I tried to make a, a a dumb and dumber thing work because the hair is almost identical. Uh You're right. To, but um I, yeah I, I, it it didn't really make sense um just because the dumb and dumber uh chronology is so cemented. I'm not even going to mess with it. Uh but to <laughs> me I think the the most interesting headcanon is that this whole thing is actually a simulation that the original monkey is going through. Uh, So the the primate was being programmed to be more human-like. What would make them more human-like than having to teach someone else? They say you don't truly know a thing until you're able to teach it. So I think that... What happened was when, and it's in the cut too, because when Pierce Brosnan like sits up in bed, he says he has the dream about being the monkey. I think that goes back to, Uh I I didn't know when I was dreaming if I was a butterfly or if I was a butterfly dreaming of being a human, all that kind of stuff. So, (laughs) uh, uh, being able to, to make that jump of, oh, the monkey is, is experiencing the world through the eyes of Pierce Brosnan. Um, yeah. As is truly every monkey's dream, um, not just in this movie, but in life. I think then yes. that's the happy ending <laughs> of uh, being able to uh, you know live that out. And without spoiling exactly you know what happens at the ending, I would imagine that those would be timed trials. And at the end of that trial, ah. there would be some kind of alarm to bring them out of it. Um and that is oh. that is what you are experiencing at the end of that movie. Um, much like Edith Piaf pulling you out of a dream state, you would have some auditory cue. Anyway, whole thing is a monkey dream. That's it. Maybe one of my favorite yeah. headcanons, yeah. the whole movie was a monkey dream. From moving forward, the when I don't have anything, mo- just know this whole movie was a monkey <laughs> dream. I'm sure it's gonna happen in the future. I like it. Yeah. Being like, mm. absolutely. I'm Twelve Angry yeah, Men. The whole reboot. thing was a monkey
0: dream. <laughs> they will reboot uh Planet of the Apes eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh and it will it will start with it will be a lawnmower man revival, and then it will end with Caesar saying, I just have the craziest dream. Uh and I And then that's the launch into uh, planet of the rise of the planet of the rise. Can you
1: imagine if that goes into a fourth (laughs) franchise? I mean, I I couldn't couldn't imagine I think the fourth franchise just is the planet of the eight. It's just the future of the, I mean, who knows? (laughs) I mean, ultimately, ultimately, Ricky, (laughs) the whole thing is a monkey dream. It's row, row, row your boat. <laughs> Life is but a monkey dream.
0: <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, now we're going to go into the part of the show where we like to talk to you about recasts and remakes. Recast. for Remakes. If this movie were to be made today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? Give me the Jordan Peele version uh, of Lawnmower yes, Man. with the... I want to like, see it. Bring the bees back,
1: just like he did with uh, Candyman. I mean, he would Do it. kill it in this property.
0: And I really think it would be interesting to see. Um, uh what was that movie? There was uh, I, I might be thinking Chronicle. Uh oh. but basically, Max Landis. The mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I'm thinking basically like that story, but instead of it being like these people discover superpowers, it's multiple people becoming part of, like basically uh, becoming part of this experiment where the whole concept is it's a reboot of this where like, hey, like, did you know that at one point in time this guy like transcended into digital reality? Let's try that again. Uh, and then it kind of becomes like Flatliners- slash chronicle um and they kind of tried to figure out what what people can do and can people truly download themselves into this digital consciousness yeah. and what would that mean for humanity as a whole uh and you have multiple people who are interested in it oh and in, in, the, in the you know the the movie fan four stick uh mm-hmm. with dr doom i would love to see like dr doom basically be uh, or that version and iteration of dr doom whenever he came back to our reality as job from uh from lawnmower man because he kind of was and i think that that would be really interesting so through a lot of ideas but it's a blending much like how this movie was originally created uh just blending a bunch of ideas into one Mm.
1: Yeah, some of what you're describing there reminded me of uh, another Black Mirror episode, um, S.S. Callister, that also features a Breaking Bad uh, villain, uh, just like this movie did. Um, But it's it's all that kind of thing, except they're uh, trapped in like a Star Trek-type mod, um, and they get added to that. And that was going to become a series, Uh, And then production got, yeah. um, But uh, I think they were in talks of it in 2019. And then obviously production reset on everything after that. Um, But yeah, very much in that world of black mirror and just what we're experiencing now with the metaverse uh, for, for remaking this. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan Peele, 100% would be uh, fantastic uh, to direct this and, put his own uh vision to it um for recasting this would not be the jordan peele version this was a this was another uh iteration that i'd like to see but i want to see uh pierce brosnan's character played by liam neeson um oh okay intensity there for sure uh but then i wanted the jeff Leahy character to be played by pete davidson and I just I'm not yes. as interested in the movie itself as I am the making of documentary about Liam Neeson working with Pete Davidson, <laughs> and just really how it would push Liam Neeson to the edge in so many ways. Uh,
0: oh, just get yeah. a lost in the mancha type documentary. Mm-hmm. Just out of like this movie, it's a documentary about the movie that never got made. I would love that. I would love that one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, and I also, uh, and I'm glad you brought up Pete Davidson. I actually had the idea of like, you know what? I would love to see. I would love to see the Lonely Island team just take this movie, uh, and just turn it into their own because the the movie itself. Uh, has a very serious and really dark and kind of sad tone, and I don't know why, but I think there's this one moment where I was just like, "What if they flipped it? Like, what if this was a comedy?" Uh, but all of the beats are the exact same, and I was like, "I, I think Lonely Island could do it." Yeah, like it. Ma- they make a, a super dark comedy, and it and the violence is just you know amped up a ton, and uh, but I and in the in. Because of that, it, it just becomes way over the top, and yeah, I just think that that would be a really interesting take. Yeah,
1: if this if this were a comedy, then I I would want Glenn Howerton to be the Pierce Brosnan character, and okay. um yeah. for Jeff Leahy, then Liam Neeson does that role, uh, and yep. it very much like Airplane, just play it like a drama, play it like yes. a drama.
0: Oh, I mm-hmm. love it.
1: hmm. And maybe a fourth video game. I mean, (laughs) this, like you said, the program that he's floating through was made. I I could easily see Oculus Rift, especially if this somehow re enters the zeitgeist. You know, someone Uh programming a Lawnmower Man game where you are using the meta space to become more powerful. That would be a great game loop. What new powers can you develop? How can you interact with other live players and
0: make their phones ring? I don't know. I would love it if uh, there is um, a game called, uh, what is it called? Oh, no. I don't know, but Ricky, the
1: second I said (laughs) Oculus, I got a notification on my phone from oculus. So we're dead. This is uh yep. this is over. Yep. Time to time <laughs> to wake up from the monkey dream everyone.
0: <laughs> oh, so uh basically I would love it if if essentially as you 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 play the game and all the graphics are the same, but the longer you play it, the more the, the graphics improve, essentially, oh. up until the point where if you use Oculus, like it just starts mapping out your room. And you're like, wait a second, what's happening? And then you just start seeing these other little glitches and things like that where, uh, basically, you are playing this game. And then you are in this super immersive kind of horror game where it's just like the game is playing you. Mm. I, I think that that would be a really really fun and terrifying game. I On the Oculus I was showing some friends recently uh, and they uh, one of the apps you can download is like a Jurassic World experience. And so I, I had never done it, uh, but they had it projected onto a screen and I was playing it and then a volcano started erupting and I said, well, that's my limit. <laughs> uh, that's it for me. <laughs> I just took the headset off. I'm like, anyone else want to try? Because uh, Like be, uh, standing alongside these dinosaurs, it's a little trippy, but overall enjoyable. Naturally occurring natural disasters? No, thank you. That's mm-hmm. my line. A little too real. Hard stop there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, I think that that would be a really fun game and terrifying.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So you don't want <laughs> disasters throughout history? VR? No. For Christmas slash your birthday? No? Uh, right. No.
0: Um mm but, wow. but
1: I- Got to cancel my <laughs> order of
0: Pompeii. But I, I would appreciate it so much. Um, mm. I just wouldn't.
1: What a messed up <laughs> game that would be. What a messed up game that would be. Yeah. Like, it has Pompeii and Hindenburg and Titanic and stuff like that. And you be like, who would want to? Who would want to? Yeah. This has become dark in a very different way.
0: Yep. We just uh, mapped out James Cameron's next couple of game experiences. Old Games Cameron. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I like that. All right. Now we're going to go into the part of the show where we like to give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend The Lawnmower Man? So... I I am going to recommend the lawnmower man,
1: but before I do, I I need to not recommend it to anyone that is photosensitive. Yes. Uh the strobe, I mean they call it what it and is, isn't it? Like it, it it's a strobe. So a lot of these effects, very triggering for photosensitive people. If that's you, do not watch this movie. If it does bother you, then I recommend this movie because like we alluded to earlier, it is more relevant than ever what we can do in a meta space. Yep. And this movie, you know, has to, because of when it was made, has to take the uh the stance of like the scientist is out of his mind thinking that this could be used for this application. Yep. No, it's commonplace and a lot of people have it and they actually sell the hardware that was kept under lock and key at Target now. Uh-huh. So um the future is here. I think the The really interesting part about it and the reason I really recommend it is because it shows how uh, kind of untapped the human mind is through a science fiction lens, sure, but there's a lot of truth to just – we don't know what we're capable of. Like what we're able to do now is science fiction to even a hundred years ago or 50 years ago. So um, 10 years, last year, it is really incredible just how technology evolves and it does shape how we think and it shapes our own perceptions of reality and how we engage with nature and what learning is and how quickly we can do it. Um, They had a moment. I thought was really interesting in there uh, where Pierce Brosnan was saying that Jeff Leahy's character had, that Job had learned all of Latin in like an hour and that it had taken him like a year to get the um, the Latin alphabet. And, and I, I think that kind of the realization to how technology and the way that we learn has a real big impact on, Not just, great, I learned a thing, but I learned a thing and now I can use it in the world. Uh, And this movie just sets up a lot of those philosophical arguments. Um, It's got a lot of just real fun, kind of campy action too in in the horror segment. And I call it the horror segment because like we said before, this movie is so many different kinds of movies all together. It's It's got drama to it. It's got some comedy to it. It definitely has horror elements, has superhero vibes as well. Um, Really, this is like a villain origin story in the most bizarre way. So, um, yeah, this is such an interesting movie. I'm, I'm curious about the sequel, but I can't imagine that it delivers the same kind of philosophical punch where it looks at science and religion and uh you know health and just relationships it's got so much deceptively packed into this movie uh while still just feeling like a fun action film so it's a fascinating case study i'm super glad we ended up uh having this be our season 6 finale uh because it's kind of the 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 best charcuterie board of film genres you could hope to have in one movie uh just accidentally on our part so yeah i recommend the lawnmower man
0: uh i i think that that is the perfect description for this movie uh yeah the lawnmower man uh you know oftentimes we will just search up like internet movies and 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 the, sometimes the internet machines delivers you this movie It is so fascinating to see the jump of technology, but also not a jump in stakes necessarily because, like, the stakes are still high even though the technology is still very much firmly planted in the early 90s. And so I think it was also really interesting to see, like, how much I expect from graphics. I'm just like, all right, super immersive world. It's like this super rainbowy looking like disconnected world i was like oh wow i i don't i guess this isn't ready player (laughs) one (laughs) i was expecting to see these pixels pores um but it was really interesting to see how like it was still grounded and it all had to really start somewhere but honestly i'd say i'd recommend the lawnmower man um just for seeing what happens when you slap a movie title (laughs) (laughs) on a movie with a completely different story than what that movie title was for. I think that alone was worth the price of admission. Uh, But also it is an interesting um, story of like what it means to be human. And also like, uh, you know, what, uh, what is reality? Because some of these things, some of the uh, limitless death executions that lawnmower man delivered were kind of intense. I'm just like, wait a second. I know that this is like uh, fairly low poly, but like, can you imagine what that would be like if your body just turned into a bunch of spheres? Like that would be terrifying. Like that would be one of the worst ways to go. Uh, and so, yeah. it uh, it's a it is a complicated movie that I definitely recommend uh, for you to be able to watch it and mm-hmm. be as perplexed. And entertained as I was, yeah, Ricky. I got a question for you
1: on those l- Limitless Death Spheres when they kind of popped into all those little bubbles. Did it make you hungry for Dippin' Dots? It, it did! <laughs> really want Dippin' Dots. Not a sponsor, just r- real Dippin' Dots. You
0: could be, you could be. The, the, we are just giving away your name on our on our RSS feed if you want. If you want a deliberate partnership. We'll review Lawnmower Man. <laughs> so yeah. This might be the only the time idea. that
1: I've craved Dippin' Dots outside of a sports event or a museum. Yeah. I don't know where that's coming from, but these, these federal employees look like a bunch of <laughs> Dippin' Dots.
0: I love it. I love it. And that is our review of the 1992 movie The Lawnmower Man. Let us know what you remember about The Lawnmower Man on our social media platforms. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we are at Flashback Flicks. And it would mean so much to us if you could leave us a rating review on your podcasting platform of choice on a scale of one to five lawnmowers.
1: Yeah. You mow that lawn five times as fast with five lawn mowers.
0: Yeah. yeah, five lawnmowers. Yeah. I mean that that's either a really big lawn or a, a really a lot of lawnmowers, lawnmowers that you got. Guys... <laughs> Really tiny, itty
1: You Can put them all together, and yeah, well, and yeah. just like the clippings, season six is in the bag. Doesn't really work. You hey!
0: he had a bagless lawnmower, but you hey! get what we mean. We did it. Another season, another, another collection of movies. Uh, so thank you all for listening to this podcast. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you in season seven. So. Be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind.